Welcome to Better Animal Handling, Chapter 4, Episode 31. Center of Missouri, USA. I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and micromanaging co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on special equipment for handling dogs. Our topics this week are head collars, compression jackets, capture poles, leather gloves with gauntlets, head movement limiting devices, shock collars, vibrating, spraying, and ultrasonic collars, blindfold caps, and mobility assistance devices. Head collars halter-type collars, are used for training dogs not to pull on a leash. Head collars have straps that go behind the head and over the nose just in front of the eyes. The leash attaches to a ring below the throat. Pulling on the leash applies pressure to the back of the head, pulls the nose down, turns the head, and closes the mouth. The effect is based on a dominant dog's method of grasping the muzzle of a subordinate dog to establish or reassert its higher social rank. The movement insists on attention to the handler. The pulling power of the muzzle is much less than the pulling power of a collar on the neck. To be effective, more detailed fitting is required than for other collars. To properly use a head collar, tension on the leash should be steady. Jerking and release of the leash is not appropriate. These are not true restraint devices and should not be left on when not attached to a handheld leash. Compression on the trunk by a snug jacket may alleviate anxiety in dogs. However, adaptation and desensitization will occur with a loss of effect in about 20 minutes. Compression jackets have been particularly advocated for dogs with thunderstorm anxiety. Capture poles, inappropriately called rabies poles, are hollow metal handles with a rope or wire cable that is fixed at the catching end. It forms a loop and goes through the handle to the handler's end. The loop is used to catch dangerous dogs by the neck and it can injure the trachea, the windpipe, if used with too much force. The loop is a coated cable which should be checked each time before use to ensure no wire strands have become frayed by prior use and become exposed which could injure the animal's neck. The loop is spring-released by a knob on the handler's end. The recoil can cause the cable to whip the handler's end. The handler must take care not to get whipped by the wire or whip a bystander if the loop is released. The handler should hold the release knob with his first two fingers and the wire 
with the last two fingers and the heel of his hand to control the wire to prevent it from whipping when the loop is released. Dogs or any other animal should never be lifted by the neck alone using a capture pole because severe damage can occur to the trachea or because struggling when dangling could break its neck. To apply a capture pole loop, the handler must restrict the evasive movement of the dog as much as possible. It's important to have a slow, deliberate, and persistent approach with the pole. The dog's head should be approached slowly with the loop to reduce the risk of bumping its head, eyes, or teeth with the end of the pole. Dogs will often bite at the pole, which should not be withdrawn when this happens due to the possibility of injuring the dog's teeth and seemingly being submissive to the dog's actions. If the pole is not withdrawn when the dog bites, it will eventually ignore it. Some dogs learn to lower their head to the floor as an evasive maneuver. The handler must be patient and slowly continue to get the loop to slip over the nose and then the head. Once the dog has been captured, the dog's end of the pole should be pushed into a corner to control its body movements. Dogs should not be led or dragged by a capture pole. Gloves with forearm covers, called gauntlets, are sometimes useful in handling small dogs at bite. However, care must be taken not to restrain a small dog too tightly when wearing gloves. Gloves can reduce the sensitivity of the handler's hands to the amount of pressure being applied. Gloves should be large enough that the handler's fingers do not extend to the end. The extra length that's likely to be bitten by a dog can reduce the danger to the fingers. Restraint gloves are difficult to clean and the odors from previously restrained dogs on gloves and gauntlets may increase the stress and apprehension of some dogs. Abby says to keep your stinking mittens to yourself. Elizabethan collars are named for the large collars on dresses that were made fashionable by Queen Elizabeth I in the 1550s. Elizabethan collars for dogs are cone-shaped collars that fit around the neck with the outer edge toward the dog's nose. The head is surrounded 360 degrees on the sides, top, and bottom by the collar, preventing the dog from chewing most of its body, although it may still be able to reach its front feet. However, peripheral sight and hearing are impaired by the collars. Some dogs cannot reach food or water with Elizabethan collars, and the collar must be removed often to allow eating and drinking. Collars are bulky and will catch on doors, furniture, shrubs, and other objects. Poorly made or fitted collars can injure the neck with sharp edges. Any rough or sharp edge should be well padded with layers of medical adhesive tape. Spherical semi-opaque collars, called globe shield collars, that encapsulate the head and have an opening in front for breathing and vision are commercially available as a means to protect handlers from bites. Spherical collars do not allow eating or drinking and must be frequently taken on and off, which could increase the risk of being bitten. Thick, broad collars wrap snugly around the neck like a human cervical collar to limit the dog's ability to reach some areas of its body. Some are pneumatic. A retention strap is run from the top of the broad band around the lower 
aspect of the thorax behind the front legs. Broad band neck collars permit better peripheral vision and hearing and does not catch on objects as does Elizabethan collars. Eating and drinking are not blocked. However, access to most of the front legs is possible. Shock collars are electronic collars with metal contact points that press on the skin of the neck. A remote control operated by the handler activates the shock when desired. Shock collars often cause aversive behaviors in dogs. Vibration warnings before a shock and adjusting the voltage before use are proposed safety features. However, warning vibrations are ineffective if an association with the following shock is not first established. In addition, if a shock is delivered, the voltage is not quickly adjustable to the situation, as is the use of a choke chain. Dogs that get wet during training can get a higher than intended voltage. For these and other reasons, shock collars should never be used on puppies. Shock collars are often viewed by inexperienced handlers as a shortcut to training or a quick fix for bad behavior. The use of shock collars should be limited to experienced trainers as a tool to consider if traditional methods are not effective improving a seemingly incorrigible adult dog's bad behavior. In selected cases, proper short-term use of shock collar by an experienced trainer may salvage a dog from being relinquished to a shelter or being euthanized. Vibrating collars work with a remote control similar to a shock collar without the risk of pain to the dog and aversion. But they are not reliable training tools. Some dogs can become desensitized to vibration and ignore the stimulus. However, they can be helpful in providing command signals to a deaf dog. Collars that emit a spray of citronella or an ultrasonic noise are also available. Typically these are used to discourage barking. They are activated when any dog within sensor range barks and can deliver a spray or ultrasonic burst to an innocent dog wearing the collar. Abby says great, just what she wants to get sprayed or screamed at with ultrasonic noise because another dog barks too much. Blindfolds of sheer fabric attached to a dog's head and eyes like a cap have been suggested to have a calming effect on dogs. Blindfolds are effective in horses, but dog caps for blindfolding dogs are not opaque and dogs do not depend as much on their sight for assessing potential threats as do horses. Evidence of the effectiveness of dog blindfold caps is only anecdotal, but dimming light with a transparent blindfold or otherwise may have a calming effect on some dogs in a quiet environment with no strange odors present. However, they may also exacerbate startle responses. Dogs with an inability to control their hind legs paraparesis, or move their hind legs, paraplegia, require assistance in walking that can be provided with rear or body harness 
or support slings. In the absence of either, a towel or a belt can be used as a support sling under the abdomen. Two-wheel carts that support the dog's midsection and hindquarters permit mobility even when the dog cannot otherwise stand on its hind legs due to paralysis or paresis. Now let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. If not used properly, capture poles can be hazardous for dogs and handlers. Heavy leather gloves with gauntlets are rarely helpful in handling dogs. Shock, vibrating, spraying, or ultrasonic collars are unreliable training tools for dogs. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about transporting dogs. Hey, Abby, you like to travel. Do you have any advice for dogs wanting to take a trip? Oh yeah, booking a seat on the aisle of an airplane is a good idea. 